And we are back for another episode of the Inside Inside Sales Show. How's everybody doing today? Uh, for me, for me, it has been like a combination of spring fever with process hell. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Where, because you know what happens, right? This time of year. As you get uh, through the first quarter and into the second quarter, like shit's real all of a sudden, right? Like, oh my gosh, there's a quarter under our belt and we did or we didn't make our numbers and now I really know what I've got. And the targets looking forward, they only get freaking bigger from here. Why are they always back loaded? If I, if I do this, I got to hire some reps now because it's going to take them three to six months to get up to speed, which means they're really not contributing to late Q3, early Q4. I'm screwed. That's what kind of that, and that's so. What do we need to do from a process side? You know, well, I need to go do this, and I need to have better that, and we need to install some tech, and we got to do. Oh my! And it's overwhelming. Yeah, that's what I'm living through right now. But it's like you know the 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 the, the clouds have parted, the sun is shining, and up here in little old Canada, the snow is basically gone, and life is good. It's like what. No one must have felt when the pigeon brought that little, you know, limb from the tree, said, finally, I'll see some land. That's amazing, because I'm really tired of being on this damn boat. It's been way too long. So that's where I'm at right now. I don't know about you guys. And it was interesting, because where I, I, I see the stress and I see my shortness come and manifest itself in different ways. Tell me if you can relate to this. Um, with my spouse... I perhaps am a little short sometimes when they want me to do some, hey, honey, Mr. Big Sierra, can you get off your ass and take the garbage out, please? Shut up. I've worked all day. You know, so, uh, you know, she just doesn't understand the pecking order here. I'm the C-level officer, not her. Um, so I, I admittedly am a little sharp sometimes. Uh, and I find it's also how... When I listen to some calls, we use chorus, maybe use gong, maybe use just use your VoIP to record, or maybe you don't record at all. Who knows? But when I listen to some calls, I'm like, oh, did, I mean, have they never heard the phrase, show me you know me? Have they never heard the phrase, hey, you got to make a deposit before you can make a withdrawal? I could go on. You got to add value. I know it's cliche, but I mean, sometimes it's just so obvious that when I hear these recordings of my own raps who have been trained, I just want to freak out and I'm less than polite. But I find mostly I reserve as called my poor manners for when I get those email requests that simply say, hey, we do appointment setting, uh, and we use multi-channel engagement, and our cadences are the best, and can we meet tomorrow at 2 o'clock for 10 minutes so I can walk you through it? And I'm like, did you even look at what the hell VanillaSoft does before you sent me this stupid-ass email? And then I react and I respond to them. And I'm like, you know, hey, moron, sales 101, do a little bit of research, personalize the message, understand who the hell you're calling. I mean, let's go back in time to the prospect list. When you pulled the list, did it even dawn upon you to actually be very highly segmented so you can have more personalization in your messaging? I mean, if you're going to go on mass, at least pretend to fake it a little bit. Yeah, manners. Manners are something that are lost on me and lost on many people out there. I, uh, I, I'm going to sound like an old man, grumpy man for a second. I love when I get like a 22-year-old coming out to me who's now 30 years their senior and treating me as just, you know, a dumbass and let them explain to me how it is. 
And I'm like, do you even know the first thing about etiquette? Can you at least fake it for a little bit, you know? Manners are on my mind these days and messaging and personalization and how to handle that situation and what to say and what to do. And then I thought, who can I get in here to talk about all the sins that you guys are committing so you'll stop and then I'll be happier and I'll be less reactive and then I won't get grumpy with my wife and then maybe, just maybe, if that all happens, she and I can be husband and wife again, if you know what I say, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, okay? So that's what I thought. I thought, who can I do for that? And I thought, of course, the queen, the king, the chief custodian, the chief toilet washer, the boss extraordinaire of Sam Sales Consulting. You know her as Sam McKenna. She's famous for Show Me You Know Me. She went to an actual school that taught her manners. Nobody else is better equipped than Sam. Sam, welcome to the show. <laughs> Daryl, I have so many thoughts. How much caffeine have you had today? I've had um, one cup. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> we, we are here to help you create your Tinder profile when your wife inevitably <laughs> leads you. And it's going to happen. language like that. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and oh my God, how much time do we have to talk about shitty sales matters? Because I am here for it. Oh, sister, can you help a lot out? Because <laughs> I, I'm at the end of my rope. And it's like, you know, we've told these people and told these people. And let me give an example, a real life example, okay? This has nothing to do with manners, but this is how I think. Just so you guys understand why your bosses are freaks, this is how I think, and it's related to manners, <laughs> all right? I have been on my head of sales to make sure the pipeline with her team is fully updated. And yep, Daryl, and I'm doing it, and she's cracking the whip, and I know she is. And we've got this one rep who just gives us the nod, the head nod. Yep, I'm doing it. Tells us we're doing it. Yep, he's going to do it. Never freaking does it. And finally, I'm like, how many times do you have to tell somebody what to do before you finally pop on them? And so finally this morning, I, I sent, I went to the head of sales. I want to respect the chain of command. I said, um, I know you've done everything you can. I have my weekly executive calls starting within an hour. I'm about to send an email to them. I assume you're okay with this. Now, yeah, she probably said, sure, because I'm the boss. But in the same breath, I think she was like, sure, please, for the love of God, do it. And I sent an email <laughs> saying, uh, my dearest you know, sales colleague, uh, I have a weekly call. We've been hammering you on this. It hasn't done. If this is not done in the next 45 minutes, we'll be discussing your future with the company. Remarkably, it was done. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was weird how that happened, all right? Why is this story relevant? Because I feel like we're telling you over and over again about manners and show me and owe me and personalization and how to handle a situation, and yet you rarely actually do it until it blows up in your freaking face. So today, Sam's going to teach us what to do, what you need to do, so that ogres and trolls like me don't give you the grief <laughs> that you want to avoid. So, Sam, where do we start on this? Oh my God, where do we start? First of all, you know, think about the the advice that you just talked about. This can impact you in your personal life as well. Do it the first time you're asked instead of the 19th time Daryl's wife asks him to take out the trash. Daryl, take your own advice. Oh my gosh, see how this will pay off? This is this is a brilliant segue to really your own therapy. I'm glad we're here for that. Um, let's talk about referrals. So I think let's start about the manners behind referrals. So <clears throat> I wanna talk to you about a bad example and then I'll give you guys a great example. Although I'm gonna highlight um, Tyler at Vidyard and his team, which I know is gonna upset you. So can we, sorry can we pick on that. Tyler? I love picking <laughs> on Tyler. <laughs> we can definitely pick on him. Okay, here's the thing. 
Um, think about this, Daryl. If you make a referral to me, right? So if you're talking to someone and you're like, oh, this person would be great for Sam sales, by the way, where are my referrals? Thanks, buddy. Um, and if you think that and you make the introduction for me, your expectation, right, is that I'm going to take exceptional care of this person. Why? Because you are putting your name and your reputation on the line, telling this person that I'm someone that is valuable, that is worthy of their time. So from a sales manner's perspective, it's my job to take exceptional care of this precious little thing that you've given me, which is a lead, which is what I fight for all day long, every day, right? That's all we're trying to do is get meetings, right? Get those opportunities and get them to move forward. So if somebody goes to the trouble of giving you a referral, it is your job to, again, make sure to take exceptional care of them. Let's talk about what that means. But first of all, don't you agree? Isn't that what you're you're doing? You're putting your reputation on the line by sending that my way? Oh, I'm massively putting my reputation on the line. So much so. And I'm so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so damaged over being yeah. disappointed so many times <laughs> that I then reach out to like the person I referred them to. So, hey, you, Joe, you need to really talk to Sam at Sam Sales. Don't talk to that other guy. He's awful. Talk to Sam. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I would call Sam up and I would say, Sam, I'm sending you, I've just sent you Joe. If you don't hear from Joe, let me know and I'll ping Joe. But treat him well. And then I'll often right. follow up and say, did you hear from Joe? And you'll be shocked how many times saying, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, he's on my list to get to. And I'm already freaking out when I hear that. I want to die. Right. Okay, so think about this. Let's say let's say one, if Daryl says, hey, I sent Joe your way, then great. So that now I've got to know in my, in my book, I want to make sure that I reach out to Joe or I want to make sure that I do hear from Joe. If I don't, I'll probably ping Daryl and say, hey, do you want me to reach out to him? Because I haven't heard from him. So this is me communicating to Daryl that this is a priority, that I've got it on my list, that I'm monitoring this lead, letting him know what's going on so that Daryl doesn't have to chase me and be like, hey, what happened? And I'll be like, well, I don't know. As soon as I connect with Joe, right, then my, my whole game plan is to follow up with Daryl and I say, hey, met with Joe, we had a great call, we're moving on to the next step, we're gonna talk about XYZ, thank you so much again for the referral, I'll keep you posted as it goes. Now, before we even get to that, let's say something different happens. Let's say Daryl introduces us over email. It's not just that he told Joe and said, go get Sam, it's he made a bridge and a connection over email, which happens all day, every day. One of the things that I want to prioritize is responding right away. Urgent bird gets the worm, guys. I don't know if this is in the frame, but urgent word gets the berm. Move your butts. I'll just, I'll go the nicer way. Move your butts on this. You've got a lead, a CRO recommended to somebody else that they hire you. Oh my God, move your ass. We'll go with the move, move your ass this time. But respond urgently. It doesn't mean that you have to do it in six minutes. You might be on a call. You might be recording a podcast. It means that before you leave the office that day, you need to think, is there an email that is in my inbox that has gone unanswered that is critical that I respond to? An inbound lead, especially a referral, is critical that you respond to it. If you wait until the next day, you would at least need to have the accountability of why. And it should be like my car was on fire last night or something like that, right? That's the only thing that gets in the way of you responding to an inbound lead that same day. That's step one. What do you think? Not only do I love that, let me, because I, 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 can, I, I can already hear the excuses. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, I try, but I just get really busy, and, and I, you know, and I, I got it. Like, you're, you're so successful, you can't take 30 seconds to do that. I get you, and one day I hope to be you. Let me offer you a pro tip. Pro tip is you can say, thanks, Daryl, for the lead. Nice to meet you, Joe. Joe, I'm swamped today, but I'm going to follow up with you tomorrow. 
So even if you can't engage them, you can at least set expectations, and they're going to go, oh, okay, they're on it. You know, I've, I've, I've heard life is good, it's moving forward. That's all people want. They just want to be heard and acknowledged and recognized. That's all people want. Totally. Yeah, and you you guys don't even have to put an arm and a, you know, a ton of work into the response. Just even say, like, I'll get back to you tomorrow, or I would love to chit chat with you. I'd love to find time to connect. Can you send me some times that work for you? And then I'll schedule accordingly, which is a whole another bad manners thing that I know we'll talk about. But just that, like, that gets it off of your plate, puts the ball back in somebody else's court, right? And gets them to say, sure, here are the times to meet with me. Quick pro tip for you guys as well. So one of the things that I do on any email that I send out where I know I need to get a response, and I'm not sending this through automated outreach or sales off or vanilla soft or any of this stuff, what I'm doing there is I'm BCCing myself on the response. I, when I BCC myself, that goes back into my inbox. It's an unread mail. I'm making sure it's staying top of mind and it's making sure that I follow up with that person because probably more than half of the time, even when somebody says I want to book time with you or they respond positively to SDRs or AEs and say, we'd love to book time, they have to be chased and they have to be followed up with. So make sure you don't just send that out into the atmosphere, never to be looked at again. BCC yourself, make a note, make a task in Salesforce, do something quick and easy to make sure you follow up on it. That's just manners 101. Now, just so you know, don't learn from me again, all right? I know I'm constantly sending emails to Sam, and amazingly, she's really smart. She has her assistant email me say, there are all the restraining orders that you couldn't do that. So, you know, <laughs> just context. That's what you need to understand. So I like that. The inbound referral, acknowledge it, recognize it, and honor the individual, as well as be grateful to the individual who sent you that lead. And why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. That costs you absolutely nothing. And if you treat totally. that referral well, guess what the referrer is gonna do next time, again and again and again. Exactly, they're going to do it again and again and again. And I think this is it. So you don't need to do like every single step of the process. You don't need to be connecting with the person that referred you and say like, this is what happened. We had another meeting, this is what's going on. But again, just run, reply all, make sure that that person's included in the response, move them to BCC like everybody does. Make sure that they know that that person's been taken care of urgently. I would always send a separate email and say, Daryl, thank you so much for sending this my way. Really appreciate it. I'll let you know how it goes, et cetera. But just a separate copy to say, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing us a massive favor. After the first call, I like to let the person who referred know how it went. And then as midway, if this is gonna be a long sales cycle, I just check in and let them know what's going on. And then when, when it's closed one or closed last, I give an update to the person that referred. And frankly, I will always send them something as a thank you gift. This also blows my mind, you guys. For any of you guys that are in larger organizations and have an arsenal of swag to send out, it's there for a reason, send it out. If you're in a smaller organization, and you got a lead that closed for a huge ACV or a multi-year deal, talk to your boss and be like, can we send this person something? Can we send them a sweatshirt, a gift, an Amazon gift card, a bottle of you know, barrel maybe of scotch, I don't know. Well, depending on the size of the deal, do something, write a handwritten thank you note. It's gonna cost you a buck plus a stamp. Do something to show your gratitude. One other thing I was gonna mention, you guys, I also see this all the time where the person responds to the lead, but not to the person who referred. So I'm like, hello, did, did you get back to them? And they're like, oh yeah, like a week ago. And I'll be like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. The F. Yes, ex <laughs> thank you. I, 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 exact, I've actually used that exact, like in that conversation I've sent WTF dude. And they're like, oh, oh, and all of a sudden they realize oh. they effed up, right? And I'm like, come right. on, this is like, you know, you're showing me amateur hour. Uh, but personally, uh, one of the things that, um, 
Samantha also likes to send out, if you don't know this, is four by six glossies of, of me, just so you're aware of that. <laughs> so if you get a four by six glossy of Daryl, you, you, you know you're in. All right. Uh, Sam, I want to segue. I want to talk about something that you and I have talked about before. I want to bring it up again, talk about bad manners. I'm going to just uh, put it out there, and then you can tell me if you think I'm an idiot, you agree, or otherwise. I think the old classic, hey, Here's a, my bullshit calendar link. Find time, Mr. P Miss Prospect, in my calendar, because I'm too freaking busy, and maybe I'll spend time and talk to you. The bullshit calendar link. Sam, am I just being an uptight old man? Which I probably I am, but you, go for oh, it. You definitely are. I want to jump off a ledge with the calendar link. So one of all, first one of all, one of all, listen to me, guys. I know my, I know I've got great language skills over here. You should trust me. Um, no shade thrown to Calendly or any of the companies that do this. Here's where it's inappropriate in your first engagement with somebody. If somebody introduced me to Daryl for the first time and said, I think you should talk to Daryl, Vanilla Soft, could you do guys go ahead and do that. If I respond, to a CRO and I say, Daryl, great to meet you. Here's my Calendly link for you to schedule time with me. I think what um, Daryl's gonna do is probably pull up two choice fingers for me and I don't think they're gonna be my thumbs. So here's what's gonna happen, right? You are gonna set the precedent that you are lazy, that you're making the person do the work, that you're just like, Meh. and you're sending the Calendly link instead of giving them an exceptional customer experience. And this doesn't have to take a mountain, again, of movement to show that you're above and beyond as a rep to just say, Daryl, so lovely to meet you. Can't wait to chat. Could you send me a few times at work for you on your side? And I'll send a calendar invite along accordingly. My dog wants to be on this podcast, so I hope that's all right. She's very excited about this topic as well. Here's the thing. When you do this, like let's say, let's say you are that rep that sends out the calendar link and you send out these times. What if she's really excited? What if those times don't align with anybody, anything that that person has open on their calendar? What if there's a bunch of stuff that's filled on your calendar that's internal meetings, one on one, some webcast you showed up, a March Madness game that you're watching? I don't know, whatever. If that time is blocked out, right? Maybe that C suite then block, books the time for you for two weeks from now. I've just delayed my deal by two weeks. Maybe Daryl's gonna die within two weeks. I want him to sign that deal before he gets hit by a bus, right? Urgency matters. Urgent bird gets the worm. Also, if you are a sales rep that's not busy, if Daryl looks at my calendar and he sees nothing but open time, what's he gonna think of me? I'm really successful and he wants to work with me. No, control the shit out of that first engagement. Make sure you've got it controlled on your side. Make sure you move whatever the hell you need to to get to move, meet with a CRO in six minutes from when you get that email and just give them a great customer experience. It serves them better. All right, now let me show you a different consideration above and beyond everything Sam just told you on this issue, which is the power dynamic. Any kind of sales process is a power dynamic. Who's got power? Are you willing to share it? You know, who's in control, right? We know this. This is like sales training 101. When you come to me and you're asking for, to meet with me, which means ultimately you want me to buy something. You want me to give you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's what you're really asking me to do, to give it to you. But you're too busy. What you're really saying is, I, the sales rep, have all the power. And if you want to talk to me about my solution and my offering, you will bow down and click on this link and actually book time in my calendar, because I'm more important than you. Oh my God. 
and the CRO or the buying, uh, the, the whoever's making that purchase decision is going to say, F you. There's another solution <laughs> out there. I don't need it this bad. Now, many of you, I've had this conversation, are saying, I don't get it. This is just you. It's personal preference. No. We, in partnership with the AISP, VanillaSoft interviewed over 2,000 executives. And guess what? The Conley link, or any link, Chili Piper, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. All right, just that, here's the link, was the least favorite approach. Over 60% said anything but that. You can pick me up, we can have a phone call together, we can just swipe, you know, share calendars right now. You can send me an email that says, here are X times I have available, just pick one. But if none of those times work for you, then here's a link. That's cool. That's totally cool. Right. Oh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Click. I'll take that. You know, because you've, op you've showed me that you're making yourself available to accommodate me as the buyer. I yeah. like it. I'm good. That's the stupid thing. It's not about you. It's about your buyer. Get over yourself. Totally. And I, I think it's interesting. We, I had a conversation with the VP of sales um, that was struggling to, to get even more pipeline and deals going. And I noticed this consistently as part of their sales reps process is that every time I would make an introduction to that company, the sales rep would respond, yo, here's my Calendly. And I remember saying, I think that this is part of the, the gap that you've got. It's a really bad impression to the clients. The clients come back to me every time and say, this is awful. And I think that if you just change this one thing, you could speed up your deals and give a more favorable impression to those clients. Um, that he did not agree with my point of view. So alas, yeah. um, they're yep. continuing down their path. <laughs> and there you go. And it's such a simple freaking change. Here's the, the irony is that Calumly, as well as Chili Piper, actually has that option to say, here's three, four, or five time slots right now that you can just click on it. Or here's my calendar link. So it's actually yeah. in the tech you're already using. All right, what's next up here, my good friend Sam? All right, so what's next up? Uh, let's see, not doing any homework uh, before we prep, uh, but not doing any homework or prep work before we meet with somebody for the first time. I'm seeing that constantly. I'm seeing that for sales pitches. I'm seeing that for interviews. Uh, we at Sam Sales interview for a bunch of our clients to make sure that they're getting top performing uh, talent in the door and people show up and they'll be like, what do you love about working at Vanilla Soft? And I'm like, we're a consultant and I'm the CEO of another company. And they're like, oh. And then that's great. So uh, do your prep. Does this happen to you, Daryl? Not stop. So there's two scenarios that happen. I'll get on a call and I'll, with a first, maybe pro typically probably an SDR. So they're trying to qualify me. And I'll say something like, so what do you know about Vanilla Soft? And they'll go, uh, what do you know about me? Uh, I'm like, you know, dude, like it's a website and it's a LinkedIn profile. I mean, right away, you haven't even made an effort to connect the dots. And I'm going to assume I'm on your targeted hit list, which means you should be focusing on a little bit of research. That's the first thing. The second thing I hate, similarly, is when I get handed off from the SDR to the account executive. So they've already qualified me, and now I'm in the account executive role, which means we're going to maybe do a deep dive in discovery, or maybe do a product demo, or whatever it might be. Um, that's what I'm expecting. That's the expectations the SDR made with me when I accepted that appointment. <laughs> and I get there, and the AE says, all right, so Daryl, so tell me, how many reps do you have? Well, I just told you guys. <laughs> oh, God, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I see you here. Okay, great. So uh, uh, now we're thinking that you guys need outreach. Really? Do you understand that I compete with outreach? Uh, or the best, oh, or the no. best one is, um, I get this one all the time. So uh, what CRM are you guys using? What CRM are you using? I, I have my own platform. I, just, I'm, I, I run my own software. I told that to the SDR. So I spend the first 10 minutes going over what I already went over. 
And then usually what I do now, I'm a cranky old man, I simply say, listen, why don't we reschedule this when you've had time to read the notes? Uh, and, uh, and, and they'll say, uh, and I'll say, no, no, I'm, I'm done. You know, send yeah. me an email, we'll, we'll, we'll rebook it. Because nothing's gonna be learned if I let them get away with that behavior. Let me ask you a question. How do you, so I would be horrified to think that there is a BDR that is qualifying a CRO for a conversation with my AE. Do you, does that turn you off to begin with? Like, how are you not qualified enough as the chief revenue officer of an organization with the budget that you have and the people that you have? I, I would never want my BDR touching that, that level of title, right? A 22 yeah. or 23 or 26 year old talking to you when it could be my AE whose job it is to discover and work with you. Is that a turn off to you? Well, I think it's stupid. Like, if you look at my own organization, right, and we're even, we've gone from uh, heavily inbound to when I took over to now a mix, a double funnel of inbound and account-based marketing, so outbound. And uh, my AEs own the large accounts and the named accounts. So, and only the SDRs own the industry accounts. So in our case, yeah. which is pretty typical, large, we, every AE has five large accounts. Think of them as your whales. They have 40 named accounts. This is like your perfect customer, right? And then you have the 500 industry accounts. They're like, yeah, they're kind of, you know, they, they could be a good fit. We'll take their money. But that the, the if the SDR screws it up, I'm not losing sleep over it. But my AE better be <laughs> dealing the large and the named. And if you don't yeah. do that, I think you're a moron. Totally. Well, let's let's also talk about the fact, so when we don't do prep work, right? So I, I talk to so many sales reps that are really senior that they think they've got it all figured out. They know exactly what to say on discovery calls, right? So they don't do prep work. And we're like, you have to, you need to do research. You need to be prepared. You need to have a point of view, a narrative, understand their space, something, right? 10 to 15 minutes. It doesn't take long, but know something about that, that client. And they still say no. So if I call you, Daryl, as a rep, and I'm like, you know, you take a meeting with me, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, thanks for making time for me. So tell me, tell me about you. Tell me what I can do to help you. What, what would you say? What would you say to me as a? <laughs> I would say, uh, aren't we backwards here? Isn't this what? Like, you should know this already before we have this conversation. <laughs> like, like you're, right. you're, you're asking me to sell me for you. That's what you're asking me to do. And, uh, right. And if, yeah. if I, if I get screwed and you ask me, well, tell me what you know about vanilla soft first and I don't know anything, what am I going to do then? Then I'm going to yeah. look like an idiot and you're going to hang up with me, hang up on me anyway. I mean, it's, this is table stakes, right? Like you need to do this. And for any of you guys who are interviewing for the love of God, right? When you interview for a job, this is again, so, so easy. Who is this person that you're talking to? Where did they go to school? Where have they worked before? I am, it's 50, 50. I either get people who research the crap out of me and they're like, I watched 17 hours of your content this weekend. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Or I get someone that's like, what's up, Sarah? And I'm like, that's not my name. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yep. So there's a little bit of both. I was on a call yesterday where the fellow said to me, hey, you know, you guys really need to get really involved in Sales Hacker. And I said, you think so? He goes, yeah. And I said, so you think I should get involved with Sales Hacker that was acquired by Outreach whom I compete against? Is that what you're saying to me? And then all of a sudden there's this long pause and he's like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, there we go. Okay, we are tight on time, my friend, Sam. Last beef that I have, want your thoughts on it. Lightning, this is the lightning round. Lightning. My biggest beef, well, one of my biggest beefs, I have many big beefs, is when you book an appointment with me, I show up, and you don't show up for five or 10 minutes, if ever, and if you do show up, you act like it's nothing at all, and you just carry on. Listen, I thought we weren't gonna talk about this publicly, like we, we agreed to that. <laughs> um, uh, 
I think the accountability, right? Like falling on your sword, being accountable, showing that you made a mistake is so critical. I, Daryl, this happens to me all the time too, where reps will show up two or three minutes late and they're like, how's it going? And I'm like, good, like, where were you? And I know it's two or three minutes. Like we're not talking about an in-person appointment where you had to work through our labyrinth of security to get the hell up to us, right? That's fine. And that happens. But on a Zoom, when you just show up, right? We're going, we're literally clicking out of one and into the other. If I'm two or three minutes late, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, every time I try to get off a call, someone's like, let's talk about the meaning of life at 1259. And I'm like, I've got a one o'clock with Daryl and he's going to chew me out if I'm not on time. Just own up to it. Be accountable. Same thing with the lead. If you have to go after the lead the next day, be accountable. I'm so sorry for the lack of response. I'm sorry it took me so long to respond. That displays that you've got some social awareness and some, some uh, you know, at least some EQ about the situation and what it's going to be like to work with you. Because if it's like this on the first date, then, oh my God, for the future. Friends, friends, how to win friends and influence people. Brought to you by your good friend, Sam McKenna of Sam Sales Consulting. Check her out at samsalesconsulting.com. She is like a huge public speaker. Uh, spends all of her first quarter, I think, doing nothing but sales kickoffs. She, if you want to set your sales on fire, then you need to reach out to Sam. And I say this with all respect. We are a client. I'm not just a fan. I'm also a client. Also, I like to think Sam is the reason that I now have LinkedIn Live. Do not ask her for that. I just think she might have some influence. And because of her, I now have it. Um, that's, that's right. She's, she's, if you're just listening to the audio, she's like, you know, scratching her, uh, her she's doing the nice symbol on her throat. Free, so. everybody else, that's right, 10 free, grand. Yeah. Exactly, 10 grand. Um, dynamite, dynamite expert in all things sales, messaging, uh, positioning. You need to talk to her because you know what she's going to teach you? She's going to teach you how to use manners to succeed or how manners your lack of manners are kicking you in the ass. And that's it. That's Sam. I'm Daryl. This is another week in the books of the Inside Inside Sales Show. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.